Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steven and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Beautiful day in Cleveland. How you doing, man? I'm good. You see my shirt? I, oh, I didn't until just now. <laughs> it's the Apache. I never got to fly. Okay. I was like wondering what the significance of it was. Um, you know, I love Apaches. Oh, I didn't know that. I just didn't, I just didn't um, process. I, I just, you know, as it a would child. Fl- it would fly sideways if you were in it now? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, no, as a child, I saw myself uh, as the next Airwolf slash Maverick. And then, you know... They crushed my dreams and hopes and desires, and I'm okay. Okay, good. <laughs> this therapy session brought to you by... <laughs> All right, we've got to start off by saying uh, Senator California Senator Dianne Feinstein passed today or yesterday. Um, I think it's too soon to talk about well, what the Democrats are going to do to replace her. She was very distinguished. She definitely stayed at the fair longer than I wish she would have. But if you've got something... That looks as you've got different opinions on her. No, you know what? I mean, I don't have anything to say. I've said it. She should have been out a long time ago. I mean, it's unfortunate that she passed. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that she advocated for that I didn't necessarily agree with. There were some things that she did advocate for that I agree with. You know, she was very anti-gun. She was very, um, you know, all the far-left progressive things, which is fine. The anti-gun thing is obviously something that I, you know stick on um but she did she she really did you know california and the country a disservice by sticking around way too long um and i I don't think it's too soon because this is the reality of what happens when you do that right you instead of allowing the voters to decide who will represent them in the senate you've now put it in the hands of gavin newsom who i am not a fan of right no, I don't live in California. Right. Um, but, you know, Senate has impact on nation, you know, national issues. Um, but that's what happens, right? Mitch McConnell, you are doing Kentucky and, you know, the, in the country, in the country a disservice. Um, you need to step down, you know. Um, you know, a good, down the line, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, you know, you people are 75, 80 years old. It is time for you to step down. The retirement age is 65. You've got, you know, a pension. You've got all the things that you need. You can go out. You can consult. You can sit on boards. You can write books. You can still influence policy. It's the U.S. You'll always have a, a hand, a, a, a thumb on the scale. But, you, you know, these these people, Republican, Democrat, whatever, you get to a certain age. Is there is there an age limit per se? No. But... You know, Mitch McConnell is literally freezing at at the podium. Yeah. Like, for long durations of time. It's not a couple seconds to collect his thoughts. The dude, like, literally is non-responsive, doesn't know, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm back, oh, okay. It's, it, you know, but, oh, yeah, he's still going to keep trotting him out there. You know, I mean, Biden, Trump, you know, Trump, <laughs> this motherfucker. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Trump. But, I mean, like, just so, like, and, and look, yeah, people slip up. They say that whatever, right? Sure. Um, but you get to a point, and, and my, I always go back to this. You know, if you're starting a company or you have a company and you're hiring, are you hiring these people? 
Oh, hell no. Right? Which is... Like, not at 75. I mean, that's ageist, fine, that's ageist, but... Right. I mean, it's just like, so, you know, we're, we're, you know, you're, you're, you're continuing to rehire people, you know, that are, well, you know, even, you know, if these people were in private industry, right? Like, even, you know, it's just like, hey, hey, Mitch, you know, you've been great for the company, but, you know, you kind of froze at the podium when you were given the, you know, state of the company address, and uh, we had to walk you off, so... Gonna go ahead and need you to retire. What the fuck are you doing, right? Um, you know, and, and, and in private industry, like people typically look at it a little bit different, and for whatever reason, in the public, they don't. And you know, I mean, the the easiest comparison I think to make to politicians are you know the athletes who hang on too long, you know, play that extra year when they should have retired or whatever it is. And but the difference is, this is the the fate of our nation. Right. You know, at hand. And sports will weed out the athlete who stays too long. Right, exactly. But we don't have that same mechanism in politics. You know, people will just, oh, that's a name that I know. Boom, I'm going to vote for it. Right. You know, the letter next to their name is the one I vote for, so I'm going to vote for it. Right. You know, these people, well, other people can vote me out. It's just like, well, okay, fine, but that's not how our politics work. Let's, let's look, live in reality. And, um, you know, so I, I don't think it's too soon to say, like, Dianne Feinstein made a, like, made a very, a serious error in judgment in in staying in that office, and now it's up to Gavin Newsom to replace her. Um, so, does he go with uh, Katie uh, Porter? Is it? Well, I mean, you know, Katie Porter. She's already a congresswoman um, out in California. Um, you know, it's Adam Schiff is most likely who it is because he's not in office right now, right? Oh, I thought he was. Okay, I don't. I, no, I don't think so. I, you could be right. I, that's um, how much attention I pay to Adam Schiff. Because I think he's, I think he's running for Senate. He may, maybe he's a congressman, um, but I, I know he wants that seat. He wants that Senate seat. I think Katie Porter should want it, and you would hope that she would be able to win it. Um, but now Gavin Newsom is going to put somebody in there, you right? Know? And you got to hope that it's, you know, it's going to be a Democrat, and you know, probably a more progressive Democrat, um, which is what you know California would want. Uh, but you know, again, you just, you take it out of the hands of the people and you put it into, um, you know, a political official and, you know, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I don't know what her situation was in terms of term. I don't know if she's due up in 24 or not. Um, she is. Okay. Sure. Her. Yes. And, um, I just think, I mean, I think it's very hard for these folks to relinquish power. I think when you've been in that role. And someone says, you can't do this anymore. They just can't let go. And yeah. it's, I mean, mentally I understand it, but practically you got to go, all right, I'm set for life. I mean, literally, you get paid a congressional salary for the remainder of your life. You're never going to want for a thing. You've done your thing. I don't understand why, if you're a Joe Biden or a Mitch McConnell, why you're not just saying, you know what, I've done because enough. Because these people have not been told no. And they haven't um, had to suffer consequences for their bad decisions, right? Man, some bad press. Uh, you didn't get a book deal. But the reality is most of them, their entire lives um, have been relatively charmed, yeah. you know, as adults. And so when you live your entire life not being told no and not having to fight now, They'll say Diane Feinstein, female senator, she has sexism. Uh, okay, yeah, that's all real, but at the same time, you know, it's it's, it's 
you know, she, she, that fight, while is real, the reality is, is when has she really been told no, right? Like she had those political fights, right? But everybody has, like once you're a senator or a congressperson, you have those fights. I'm not going to say she's, you know, she lived an inconsequential life. She did some really amazing things as, as you know, a female senator and, and a woman playing in a man's world. Absolutely. But the reality is, is the fight that she had in, as a senator and through her career, it's not the same as, you know, a lot of the people that she represents, right? Like these people are literally fighting for their lives, right? Like their existence, their ability to feed their families. They're like literally staying alive. Um, and I just think that a lot of these people, these senators, these congressmen, um, they don't have, they don't have that, that, that experience of, of they, they don't have the humility, frankly. That's right. They that's don't. Forward. They don't have the humility. They haven't been humbled over the course of their life enough to know when to step down, right? And and a lot of people are just like, oh, if you were in that, if I were in that app, and if I were in that position, I may not like it, and I may yell at you and fight you tooth and nail, but I promise you, I'm going to do the right. If I need to step down. If I'm no longer effective, right, or someone else could do it better, then I will step down. Well, she didn't, but she did she pass. Didn't. She did pass yeah. on. I mean, because you see a guy like Adam Kinzinger, and I look at it. Why was Adam Kinzinger? I don't know. I mean, I think there's something to his military experience, you know, that allowed him to say, "I don't need this," right? Well, he also knew he was going to lose in a primary. Uh, maybe. But we, there's plenty of people that we've seen that know they were going to lose who are stunned when they lose. You know, it's just like, you Hillary know, they're, Clinton, com they're, they're completely, right, completely oblivious to the fact that they could lose. Like, if they, you know, no matter how the odds are stacked against them. Um, and you're probably right. That definitely plays into it, right? But I, I also think that, you know, just looking at people's, like, actual lived experience, right, um, that that just having that being actually humbled in some way, shape, or form in in real life circumstances is what allows you to be able to make those decisions. Like I need to step down. Now there are other people who have right. Like you've got your, you know, a lot. Uh, um, who am I thinking of? Um, a lot of your older like Elijah black, Cummings. Uh, yeah, your Elijah Cummings and, and guys like that. Like we know he's been humbled, and we know he's been through some shit. And, you know, he's a guy you could say maybe stuck around a little too long, very effective, a lot of respect for him, but he probably should have tapped out, you know, earlier than he did. You know, I mean, you could say the same for a John Lewis, right? I right. love John Lewis. I was able to meet him, talk to him, probably should have stepped, stepped away, you know, before he passed, right? Like, you just, there's, you can go down the list. Um, and I, and I guess that kind of defeats my argument, right? Like, I mean, John Lewis knows, if anybody knows anything, right, about, right. You, you know, like humility and being humbled and, 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 you know, going through adversity, it would be him. Um, you know, so maybe my argument isn't that strong, but it just like some, there's something about, you know, maybe at the end of the day, it's just power. I think that's exactly what right. It is. Like you just get drunk with it. It saturates you and it blinds you. And to, to relinquish that power is a very difficult thing. I'm sure. I mean. I don't know what it's like to be a senator and have seven aides doing all my shit for me, and you know. I don't even know if it's that, right? Like, I mean, I think well, and you're in, the, in, the, in right. the halls of the yeah. You know, I just, mean, I just it's it, you know, it's the dinners, the people standing up, it's the pomp and circumstance, all the stuff that goes around with it, and 
I'm sure they believe that they are really making a difference every time they get those votes in and everything else. But it's just like at some point, you got to recognize you're not as sharp as you were, right? And in this job, like you owe it, you owe it to the people that you serve in the position and the other people who came before you, you know, to if you're not at the top of your game to get somebody else in there to give them another opportunity who can who can pick up the torch. Ideally, I agree with you. But again, I just think it's really yeah. tough to do. Yeah. Egotistically. I mean, well. I'm not important anymore. <laughs> um, so I watched the debate on the night of it. I think you watch it after the fact. <sighs> yeah. What a could, shit show. God, I wish I could get that time back. Really, I literally do. Because I, I could have been doing something else instead of watching that nonsense. Um, you know, I, I don't think anybody really... I, I mean, I think this one was worse than the last one. It, I agree. It was. No one really separated themselves out. I thought in the last one, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie kind of came out like, you know, like these guys could be strong. Like if Trump goes away, then Nikki Haley, Chris Christie seem to be positioned well to sort of, you know, get out ahead of this thing. You know, Ron DeSantis just can't help himself because he's just such a dick, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day. Um, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy, um, I think, you know, what's unfortunate with him is he's – a bright guy, uh, he's young, he's got the energy, but he's, he's, he just wants to, to, he's too worried about, you know, pulling in that MAGA crowd, right. right? And, you know, riding Trump's coattails a little bit. Like, that's been a proven method. If you ride Trump's coat coattails and you, and you pat him on the back and you say nice things about him, he'll say nice things about you, you'll get his support, in one way or another, you'll 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 get in, right? You'll get in with his crowd, you'll, whatever. Um, and Ramaswamy is is writing that, um, and I think it's hurting him because you know I'm looking at more and more polls, and and you're seeing people starting to see the kind of writing on the wall with Trump. Trump isn't helping himself with some of the shit that he's saying on his own social media account. Um, you know, people are kind of getting tired of DeSantis and everything is woke. Right, like I mean, the dude. If you, I, I would love to see somebody do a count of how many times he said the word "woke" in the last year. It's got to be in the thousands. Um, you know, like they're kind of the and DeSantis is just overall personality, lack of charisma, all that stuff that people told me about, and I just said no, 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 no. Um, you know, so you look at who's left in the field once you get rid of 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 DeSantis and 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 Ramaswamy and Trump. And, you know, they had an opportunity in that second debate, and they and it was just people shouting over each other, you know, looking to get barbs in, falling to the, it's it's all about, you know, the, now look, we talked about the border on the last show, the border is serious, there's a serious issue there, and we can't dismiss it because Republicans are talking about it, and the way that they talk about it, so, you know, if Republicans are talking about it, and, they, they you know, they're using you know, flamboyant language, then it's not, you cannot take that view because the issue at the border is real, right? You may not like the way that Fox News and MAGA and Trump and everybody talks about it. Elon Musk was just apparently at the border and he was doing shit on Twitter, X, whatever. Um, and I will intentionally continue to call it Twitter. I'm totally cool with that. Whatever. But, um, you know, so he throws his hat in the ring. He literally was wearing like a cowboy hat. He looks so ridiculous. Anyway, Elon Musk was wearing Elon, a cowboy. Oh, it, was, it wasn't like a, a true ten gallon hat, but it was like, you know, like a, a, it was a cowboy hat of some, you know, sure. Um, 
It's like the hat a character on Yellowstone would wear who's not like a main character. I was, I was going to say, it's a like Yellowstone style. <laughs> right. Like, uh, you know, it's just like, all right, well, you know, Kevin uh, Kevin Costner has, you know, like the real hats. And then, you know, like little Jimmy gets the weird little side hats, whatever. <laughs> right. Anyway, besides cowboy hats. But like the, the border is something that's real. Democrats, if they don't, you know, like when they get into their, you know, well, they're not having debates. That's right. Um, but when they're, you know, when they're talking about this upcoming campaign, like they, they need to address it um, and they got to do a better job than what they've done recently because it is a legitimate issue. But going back to this Republican debate, you know, they fell back to, oh, the border's a mess and, you know, whatever old trope, you know, that they could bring up that, that felt like, oh, it's something that the progressives would do. So we're going to say we're against it. And it's just like, you know, you had a, you know, like these debates should be opportunities to talk about policies that are going to move the country forward, right? Like there's a lot of people out there who don't like Joe Biden, but they don't like Trump either. And they're looking for someone, right, to get behind that's, that's going to actually do something, that's going to say something of significance as it relates to policy that can help people as it relates to inflation, as it relates to, yes, the border, as it relates to, um, you know, uh, quality job creation, uh, just all these different, like, the people are looking for more than just, you know, I, I'm different than Trump and, uh, you know, wokes, wokeism sucks. And, and you know, the border and fentanyl, what were the catchphrase? Woke fentanyl, um, border... There were certain phrases you just heard again and again and yeah. again. And fentanyl, yes, it's a huge problem. And if you think if you think closing the border is going to stop that problem, I would respectfully disagree. Well, They're going to I get mean, the we, drugs we here know. no matter Look, what. I mean, the drugs come on planes. They come on boats. They you know they come along the coast. They come through Canada. Uh, a shit ton do come up through the southern border. You know, so if you could cut off that pipeline, absolutely you would make a dent. But you're still going to have problems unless these cartels have a lot of fucking money and they put a lot of thought on how to get drugs into the US because we are their number one customer, period, point blank, the end. And when you got a big time customer, you will figure out how to get your product to that customer. That's how it works in business and that's how it works in the fucking drug game. So if you, you think throwing a wall up is gonna slow those guys down, girl, you crazy. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, no, you're right. it's you know, I mean like, look, you go, you watch Narcos. They were fucking putting, they were packing drugs into the, like, outside exterior of boats. They were, like, come on. Like, if you think that throwing up a wall, you know, is going to be the, is going to be the end all be all, like, girl, you are fucking out of your mind. Um, like, look, yeah, put a wall up where you can, where it makes sense, where it's not going to completely ruin the fucking environment and you're not taking people's property. But then at the same time, like, again, we talked about it on the last show. There are other, like, you need technology. You need more judges. You need more lawyers. You need, you need more ICE agents. You need, you need more border, border patrol. patrol. Yeah. You know, like, you need all these other fucking things before we even get to a fucking wall, right? Um, and it's just like, so let's talk about those policies, right, that can impact it, you know. But instead, they go with this, you know, school-like whatever argument you could call it a debate whatever um that just you just didn't learn anything um you know tim scott said something really stupid about you know uh um uh, you know J johnson's you know new deal 
being harder to live through. You know, it was harder for black people to live through post New Deal era U.S. than slavery. Like what the f- like? You lost Tim Scott lost all credibility with that statement, right? Like just all sorts of credibility, and people cont- continue to try to downplay. You know, especially on the Republican side. You know what slavery was, the impact of it. It's like how many times do you got to show the dead bodies and the the mutilated bodies and just hearing story after story of families ripped apart, people ripped apart, you know, just the things that people endured, you know, it's just like, oh, well, this person made it. Like, yeah, this person made it. They were born into slavery, beaten as children, picked cotton for hours, you know, cotton, tobacco, whatever it was. They had to escape and go through all that. Like, right? So, yeah, applaud them, but let's look at what they came from and acknowledge what that was and the impact that that's going to have. And that was an entire group of people that you kept enslaved for hundreds of years. If you think that that's just going to fix itself with a court case in the fucking 60s, you are out of your fucking mind. You know, I mean, but yet here we are, you know, I mean, it's a pandering move on Tim Scott's part, right? It is. It's it's I think it's worse. I don't know what's the worst term for pandering, um, but whatever the whatever is worse than pandering is what he what I gather from from that statement from him. Um, he didn't have a ton of credibility with me before, but that was just because I honestly didn't know that much about him, right? So then, you know, you start to dig into him, and you're like, eh, he's, he's kind of, eh, I don't know, right? And then he comes out, and it's just like, all right, you're, you're a dipshit. Get out of here. The one, I thought Chris Christie looked better than anyone else simply because he actually answered the question he was asked. Um, Chris not, Christie don't look better than anybody, but. I'm sorry. <laughs> sounded better. Yeah. Came across uh, but, better. But came across better, yeah. better. I mean, he, he, he flat out stared into the camera and said, Donald Trump, I know you're watching. I'm like, okay, this feels like WWE. Yeah. I know you're watching, Donald. And when I get you in the squared circle, it's going to be... That's what it felt like. But at least he's calling out Trump. I wonder if it would be enough to get Trump to uh, get into the next one. My guess is no. Why would he? Exactly. Like, no, look, there's, there's no... Uh, and, like, look, I, I'm not, like... Was not advocating for Trump, but like there, it makes no sense for him to jump into that. You watch that, and it's just like that was a waste of because Trump, like in that sort of situation, Trump is just going to sit there and watch them kind of bicker back and forth, and then everybody's going to give him the floor because no one's going to have the ball, other than Chris Christie, no one's going to really go after Trump and challenge him on anything. Um, DeSantis might. I almost, I, I, I almost called him Santorum again. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't think so. I, if he, I, I don't think he would. He would do it very. Uh, uh, what's the term? Diplomatically. Think? I think. I think he would. I, I. I don't know. I thought. I used to think that DeSantis and Trump in a one-on-one scenario, going back and forth, DeSantis would would give it to him. I don't know. I, I just thought I, I. I'm not I, saying you'd have to debate him. I'm saying he would say things like, "Donald, you did this." I think he would be on the attack. I don't think he's afraid to do that. Mm, I mean, I is know. he gonna outspire anybody? I don't think so. But um, it was a shit show. Nikki Haley and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy kept yelling at each other. It was so childish feeling. Like one of them's on camera, and you hear the other one's voice in the background. It's, it's like brown on brown hate, man. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> Is Nikki Haley Indian this week, or I don't know. I got to look at the calendar. Um, um, let's let's see. which way? Which way are the political winds blowing today? Oh, today I'm Indian. Um, well, it would be interesting if they're on the same ticket, right? Like one is president, <laughs> one is VP. Like 
Indian president, vice president. Interesting. That would be interesting. Um, but yeah, overall, it was just a shit show. It was embarrassing. Um, and I would love to talk about that for hours more, but instead we're going to move on to another senator. I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> Tommy Tuberville still remains the only senator not approving military promotions and other military placements. I also kind of think it's ridiculous. What do you? What do you need? A hundred? You need a hundred percent? Yes. Fucking stupid. I was gonna say. I, change I, think, fu- I, I would fucking rip the rug right underneath them. Change it to fucking sixty percent. Tell them to fuck right off. You know, I was gonna bring. I was gonna suggest that too. I was gonna say supermajority, which is sixty yeah. percent. Um, I can't believe that republic well, Republicans are allowing this to happen. I mean, I know he's an independent voice, whatever. He's not a politician, and blah blah blah. But you are shitting on the military as a Republican. How the fuck do you think you can get away with that? And he has. And during the, I think it was during the debate, the debate, but I actually saw a commercial calling him out for this. And I wonder if the reason he's getting away with it is because most people don't know about it. No, that's not it. I think, I mean, it's been all over, you know, Sunday news shows and, you know, it's talked about, you listen to POTUS every, like plenty of people are talking, Republicans are, you know, like, what the hell is he doing? We don't know. I think the reality is, is that, again, you know, we really saw a lot of this with Trump, and it's not necessarily, in, in theory, it's not necessarily a bad thing, because what it showed, let me explain. Okay. What we learned with Trump and what we learned with Tuberville is that, or we're learning with Tuberville, is that you have these very soft spots on how our branches of the government work, specifically the legislature and the, and the executive office, right? And what Trump did was, well, that's just what we always do, but do we have to do it? Right. And if we don't, what's the recourse? Well, it doesn't say. There's no... I don't have to turn in my tax right. returns. So I'm not. What are they going to do? They're going to bitch and they're going to moan, but at the end of the day, they don't have any of... They can't take me out of office. They can't... All they could do is reprimand me and whatever they can, you know, they could talk about it in the media, but they can't do anything that actually hurts me, right? Now, what it did was force him to dig and then they go in and they get his IRS tax records and then they couldn't figure out what to do with that. Um, you know, proves that, you know, like he, you know, finds tax loopholes, but they're legal. Um, but then it forced people to look even further into his deals and now we're seeing that he was lying about his net worth and value of his properties and assets and so now he's in trouble. Um, and we'll get to that as well. But Tuberville's doing the same thing, right? Like, well, what can they do to me, right? Like, in what he probably, him and his team looked through it, like, they really can't do anything to you. And he's like, all right, well, fuck it. This is how I'm going to make my name. They could write a sternly written letter and tell him how bad they are. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so you're saying, like, I can't believe he's getting away with it. And I can because what are they going to do? Take him to task. No, I'm actually getting talking. away with it. I'm talking about amongst Republican voters. I know they can't vote for him now. There's nothing they could do, Jim. Well, they, I have not heard anyone other than us and TV shows talk about this. This should be... Who the fuck else are going to talk about? I talk politics with other people, and none of them are going to like, can you believe that fucking tougher little guy? I've not heard that once. Yeah, I mean, you, me and you talk, I mean... After the show, I ain't gonna fucking think about Tommy Tuberville again until the next time we're on a show. Right? Uh, all right, well. Because here's the thing. The fuck we gonna do? And he knows it. There's not there's not a single fucking thing that you could do. Now, if they were smart, they would you know ramp up a campaign against them. Like you and I think people are starting to get to it, like, all right, we gotta do something. So they're starting to, you know, commercials and all that other yeah. stuff. But again, what impact does that have? 
you know, like, here's the thing. Tommy Tuberville, like, he's going to, like, yeah, he'll run again. He won't. But Tommy Tuberville, he was a coach at Auburn. He was a coach at Cincinnati. You know, being a big-time Power 5 college football coach, the reality is dude ain't worried about money. Oh, I understand. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, influence and all that other stuff. Like, he like he is a senator now. And once, once a senator, always a senator. So, barring him getting impeached because he did something shady, which, I mean, I don't like the guy, but I, I don't think he's got that in his background. Um, you know, enough to where it's going to amount to anything. So, he... For him, it's just like, maybe they don't vote me back in, but fuck them. I'm going to do this anyway because I want to. Republicans right? in the House and the Senate should be calling him out on a daily basis. I I know yeah. pie in the sky, but if, if I'm a Republican and I want any credibility, I'm saying, you know, in, in official capacities, we need to fix this problem. It is weakening us in a time where we cannot be weakened. Um, I've heard that said by multiple people who are in the military. Um, I don't see how it's not true, and uh, it's just pathetic to me that he is still getting away with this nonsense. And he's literally hurting the country. If you know Barack Obama wears a tan shirt, a tan jacket, and he's disgracing the company, wears a bike helmet, and he's disgracing the country. How about this cocksucker who's literally shitting on the military? All right, I can stop if you want, but this is yeah, fucking I mean, ridiculous. I mean, look, he's he's holding up promotions and getting people into positions that they should be in. Um, you know, it's definitely not good, you know, because you're holding people into positions. It's possibly delaying retirement. Um, you got people stuck in places that, you know, they probably should have been out of. I mean, it's definitely, it, it, it can't be good for military morale um, at the least. And then once you start to slip into national security issues and all that other stuff, actual on the ground uh, command type stuff with, you know, because some of these are pretty high yeah. sort of decisions in yeah. and, and, and positions it, it like it, I agree with you in terms of the severity, but it, again, looking at the reality, like all right, I mean the the worst, the best that you can do is, is what you said earlier. Write some stern letters. And as far as I understand it, he's doing this because the military will allow female um, uh, military members to travel across state lines to get an abortion if they need one, mm-hmm. and that's it. And they can take you know paid time off to do it. Okay. That's that. That's, that's the big crux. Way, way to draw a line on the sand there, Tommy. Yep. Douche. Only you're gonna make me cheer for Alabama, you cocksucker. Um, coach Auburn, didn't he? Okay, but he's not even a coach. Auburn. I know, but it's me. I'm looking. I'm looking for. He also that, coached that, at Cincinnati. You, who did name somebody Cincinnati plays? Louisville. There we go. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, all right. <laughs> so the shutdown approaches. Look like we're going to avoid it, and then. Kevin McCarthy proved he's the spineless douche that he is. I'm doing a lot of name calling today. I kind of gotten away from that, but what did, they had come to an agreement. It was set. This also hurts the country. And like I, I have a friend who's an air traffic controller. He's going to have to work without pay. Yep. And is that a position you want, guys? Getting unpaid and un. It is not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know what my buddy does. I've I once offered him. Um, a cannabis product. And he was like, no, we cannot do any of that shit. Yeah. Um, and uh, the idea is that he's going to have to get up at four in the morning and go to work and not get paid and deal with a very stressful, very important job that puts people's lives in danger. Hey, McCarthy, get your, find your nutsack. Um, I mean, it's, look, here's the thing. All, everything you just said, all the workers that it impacts, but I mean, the reality, I mean, it directly impacts me. Yes, it does. 
You know, I mean, my, my, my company and what we do is, is, you know, we're doing a lot with government contracts. We're doing a lot with, you know, grants um, and, you know, at the federal level. And, you know, our grants that have been awarded are relatively safe. But, you know, we got some others that are, you know, they're going to make decisions on, that they have made decisions on. The question is, can they get this stuff finalized and get the money out the door before the government shuts down? You know, and then, you know, because even if it's awarded, if it hasn't been issued, right, like you may not, you literally may not have the person in the office who processes that payment and there ain't shit I'll be able to do about it. Now, there's already so much red tape that when you take away the ability to clean that up, it's just going to, yeah, slow everything down. And right. yes, it affects you and it bothers me that it affects you. There's a lot of other businesses yeah. and people in, in the same position and it's really disgraceful. Um you know, I mean, so uh, we still got a little bit of time. We'll see what happens. Um, and if it does happen, we'll see how long that it happens for. You know, we've had shutdowns that last a couple of days. We've also, we've also had them that last for weeks. Um, so you, you hope that this is something that can get resolved quickly. You know, if, if there has to be a shutdown, you hope that it's something that it's like, okay, this is real. We have to get on top of it, figure it out. It's only for a couple of days. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, you know, like you said, McCarthy doesn't have a spine. Um, the Republicans know that, like, from a policy standpoint, they ain't got a much, they're not offering much. Um, they so, can blame it all on Biden and get right, away with it and like, score so points. It, it, and it helps them, right? Yep. Um, because then, you know, they'll immediately deflect, like, no matter, I mean, they may come out and, you know, say, we're shutting the government down. It's Joe Biden's fault. Like, no, you, all you had to do was vote yes on the thing you didn't have to shut it down and you had an agreement in place prior to this yeah this was supposed this was not supposed to be the speed bump it was supposed to be resolved let's get this done and then mccarthy tucked his tail between his legs and ran away and i i i know i'm doing total pie in the sky shit again but when you're in a situation like this i think there should be a law that says congress is in the session until this resolves you don't get to go home you don't get to campaign you don't get to collect money from constituents back in kentucky you stay in your fucking office or on the floor and do your job until you've served the country i know that's not going to happen but i think that would be a great if i was trying to run for congress against an incumbent and i was debating them that would be one of my talking points like hey this person helped fuck up the country then they went home and went on vacation hmm they're always talking about when Obama was on vacation or Biden's on vacation. No one really talked about when Trump was on vacation, which was pretty much his entire career. Well, I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody didn't like him talking about it. And they talked about him golfing every day. I don't think they did the whole. Uh, yeah, they talked when he was uh, in Mar-a-Lago, and he would take Secret Service to his golf resorts and had the country paying his golf resorts. Right. Like people covered it. I mean, it's just. You know, presidents take a lot of vacation, and the people who criticize it are the people who didn't vote for him. That's just the reality. Biden, Trump, whoever. Like, people are going to criticize the president when he's not in the White House if he's not doing something that they feel he should be doing. Um, so, you know, just, you're, you're right about what they said about Obama and Biden, but Democrats are saying the same shit about Trump said the same shit about George Bush. You know, he would go to the ranch down in Texas, whatever. It's yeah, like all right, I've said that plenty of times. Yeah. You're right. You're so, right. But, I mean, to the broader point, like, look, they, they shouldn't be leaving, you know, the floor until this is resolved. 
you know, it's like you care so much about the military. Well, don't send those guys off to fucking war and not pay them. You know, you got people who are going to be deploying who may not be getting a paycheck. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, they get paid on back pay. Like, all right, well, how about this? You go to work. Maybe you get paid. Maybe you get don't. Maybe you don't. And, uh, you know, get figured out in back pay. Right? Right. Oh, no, you don't like that. Oh, okay. And you're in the military. You're probably not fabulously wealthy like most of these people in Congress. So you're paying your rent. You're paying your mortgage. You're taking care of your family. And these assholes are making it... um, much tougher for you to do that. Yep. Again, I don't understand how the military stays behind the Republican Party with these two things we just talked about. They will, but I don't get it. Um, well, I mean, because when Republicans aren't doing this, they are making sure that the military gets all the money they need and then some without limit. So, or the military contractors, get, you know, the, the okay, but military benefits from this. Yeah, so yeah okay. Come on, look, right. look at our defense budget. Right? Like, come on. Uh, that's why they stay behind them. Okay. Like, because these, these moments do suck, right? And you're like, God, like, how could you support them? And then, like, as soon as we get this all resolved, then every Republican candidate is going to be talking about maximizing the, bu- the budget for the military for readiness. Right. You know, so And Democrats don't exactly stand up to the money. No, they don't. I mean, like, so come on now. Like, that's, a, right. that's an easy one. All right. President Trump was ruled against in a civil suit in New York. Let me, let me take a stab at this because... You can correct me if I'm wrong. As I understand it, the evidence presented to the judge was so overwhelming that he said, we don't even need a trial for this. We're just saying, you lose your license. <laughs> yeah? I mean, but yeah, more or less. Um, and, you know, I'll spare everybody the, the law school lesson here. But, I mean, look, that's not good for Trump, right? Like, I mean, they, now they didn't shut down every business license that he has in New York but most of them, and, and they're all his money makers, quote unquote. Right. Uh, and the reason for this was that, I mean, it just like, look, and I've said it, I, same thing I said about Biden, right? You think Biden is dirty, then go get a forensic accountant and show me. Well, they did. Right. <laughs> and so with Trump, they did. And it's just like, dude, you were inflating your net worth, they said, by three and a half billion dollars. And you were inflating the value of your assets by you know, a ridiculous range of percentage, right? Anywhere from 20% to to 200% of the value of some of these assets. And then, oh, well, it didn't work out and I've taken all these losses. So then you're able to write those off and then you're literally generating income off of losing money. Um, You know, I've said it forever that when you look at some of these deals, some of the publicly available information that's out there on some of them, they are fucking brutal deals, like that me as a developer, a person who has done the, who's gone through the process of getting the finances together to build a large scale, you know, multifamily mixed use development, right? Who has to put, and my deals have to be put together under federal guidelines. So I've got HUD, I've got state, OFA, you know, various different state financing agencies, like just all over me like a hawk. So I couldn't even do half the shit that he does. Right, like, but I understand what those deals need to look like, and his don't look right. And there were only a couple banks, right, that were that were even involved, which is why Credit Suisse Suisse is in was got in some not, not specifically because of Trump, but because they were willing to look the other way, just in general as a bank, 
right, with with their deposits and how they were doing business, and then they're doing business with Trump. So you can't you got to imagine they were doing business with other people, right, and probably uh, not quite all of it above board. Um, you know, like so this isn't a surprise, but it's a blow to him. It's a serious blow because it it kills his money makers, which a lot of his money makers are there in in uh, the state of New York. Um, and it's not like he could even pass them over to the kids, right? Like they made sure it's the Trump he, organizations, not specifically him right. as a person. Shut them down. Um, they go into um, you know some sort of conservatorship and then you know get bought out by somebody else and likely dissolved. Uh, you know, he's not going to be able to start a business in New York again, uh, likely. So, you know, that limits his, limits his, his revenue streams to whatever he's got outside of New York. So, you know, like you still got the golf course in New Jersey, uh, or is it Bedminster, you still got Mar-a-Lago and then, you know, stuff out in Vegas and Chicago and overseas. So he still has revenue streams. Um, but you know, I think a heart of his, uh, you know, and I don't know his whole financial structure, where all his money comes from. Um, but you know, New York's going to be a big blow. So then the question is, how does that impact him? Right? Like, will he be able to cover his debts? You know, I mean, he's going to, he's going to have a really big legal bill. You know, he got four indictments in multiple he states. He doesn't pay his lawyers. Come well, on now. <laughs> here's the thing though. Like, all right. So you don't pay your lawyers and given you got four indictments across four different states, two of them are federal. Um, those lawyers aren't going to just be like, oh, Trump didn't pay me, that sucks, but I'm going to stay on the hush-hush because, you know, he's going to be president. Like, the, the, he's, chances are all this will fuck him and he won't end up being president, and then they're not going to give a fuck, right? Like, once, once they realize King is dead, then they're going to, they, you know, like, they're, they're going to chew him apart like vultures. Um, you know, my other concern, too, is not concern, but you have to wonder depending on how much money was coming from New York, are we looking, like, how, how far away is he going to be from bankruptcy? You know, I would love to put, I would love to see if there's a, a bet in Vegas, <laughs> you know, over <laughs> under 18 months, Trump filing for bankruptcy. Again. You know, um, and, and look, uh, you know, yeah, people look at the bankruptcies and they, they want to use that as a ding on them. But again, at that level, when you're dealing with that type of money, it's an organization that's filing for bankruptcy. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Trump management too, right. right? And he's got how many, you know, how many different companies does he have? So people love to throw that out there as like a dig because bankruptcy is bad, but in business it is what it is. Um, I was never one to kind of throw those out there. Um, although what happened in Atlantic City was a complete fucking disaster and it, the bankruptcies were sort of the end of it. But, I mean, it was just bad deal after bad deal after bad deal that they couldn't get out of, um, which forced him into bankruptcy. But, you know, like, but this time, it, it could be, you know, it, it could be pretty devastating for him where, you know, he, I mean, look, given his age and everything else, he likely won't recover. The question is, you know. Will his organization. Right. Will Eric and uh, Trump Jr., because I think Ivanka's fine, because Jared got however many billions of dollars from the Saudis with his time in the White House, right. which apparently is fine, I guess. Right. Like, I, I, that still boggles my mind that everyone's just like, it's cool. Like, how the Democrats aren't like, we should probably investigate that. Like, I've heard a few bring it up, but I agree. I mean, look, Hunter Biden is like, a small... They got Hunter Biden under indictment on a bullshit gun charge. Like, yeah, all right, he lied on the fucking form about his drug. Okay, fine, whatever. And I, I've talked about this before. But like... Jared Kushner got 
I think uh, billions of dollars from the Saudis. It was two billion, yeah. Billions of dollars from the Saudis, and yeah. we're just like, yeah, that's 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 the cost of doing business. He's so shrewd, right? Like, I mean, come on. Well, I mean, Ivanka got tons of money from China. I mean, I think it's over business deals. Yeah, that, I mean, but it's still, just, but uh, it's uh, agreed, and uh, I just think uh, like both those things should be looked at. But it's like the fact that they're not even, and who knows? Maybe there is an investigation. They're keeping it very quiet, and then they're gonna, they're gonna release. But I just, it feels like eh, I don't know. But um, did you hear what Trump said about electric motors uh, and boats? I, I did. This motherfucker. So he goes on, like he's he's speaking at some event, and on national fucking television, he says electric. Uh, Electric bubble. Alleg- yeah. Uh, yeah, like the thing with the. Ele- Hold on. Now, now I have to actually pull it up because I want to make sure that I get the quote right. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm going to say that last week we talked about him fumbling through and saying some dumb things like, you know, Biden will get us into World War II and I did a great job against Obama. And those are g- gaffes. This is yeah. not a gaffe. This he is says, an intentional thought. Electric motors and boats won't work because if it sinks, everyone will get electrocuted. Donald, Donald, <laughs> first of all, like, you know, we got electric motors and boats right now today. Yes, I've been on a couple of them. Right? Like, they sell them for, like, little pontoons, for fishing boats, for cruisers. Like, and they, they work fine. And if they sink, you d- they get wet. Right? Like, they've got both inboard and outboard. Outboard meaning that the motor is on the outside of the boat. Inboard means it's inside in the, you know, right. in the belly of the boat. But either way, the motherfucker's going to get wet because the propeller's got to turn. Right? Yeah. And, and the outboard motor is like the whole thing's going to get wet because it's outside in the water. Right? So water splashes up. And yet, nobody gets electrocuted, bro. I, I survived every time. Right? Like, you could actually probably lay across it with your feet in the water and be fine. Now, I wouldn't suggest lay across it and put your feet in the water and jam a butter knife in it. But I, I wouldn't. Would agree. I, I wouldn't tell you to do that on a gas-powered <laughs> motor. So, right? You know, like, and boats have electrical on. Like, what do you? Okay. <laughs> I mean, even if it's a gas-powered boat, like, there's elect, there's all electronic sorts components. of electronic yeah, components on a fucking boat. I've, I've owned a boat, and I my <laughs> wiring was shot. Cost me a couple hundred bucks just to get a few minor things done. Um, Dude, you got to wear a couple hundred. Bucks on well, it was electrical like work for a very minimal fix. Oh, okay. um, and then, but then, yeah. still, the, the broader point. I, I mean, just uh, now, is that related to age? No, I think that's just stupidity. Yeah, you know, ignorance. Yep. Um, now, look, is that these? Do, do you look at that statement and say, "All right, we can't elect them because of that"? No, there's plenty of other reasons to look at Trump and say no. Right. I mean, same thing with Biden. Plenty of reasons to look at him and say, fuck out of here. Right? I'm not going to use this as the thing like, this is why you shouldn't vote for Trump. It's just dumb. There are so many. He right? says like, so many even dumb if things. Trump, like, if, I, I don't, like, if anyone of significance had said this like at a press conference or in a, I would have had the same reaction. Oh, sure. Right. I if, don't care. If, Fucking Dwayne jo- the, the Rock says this. I'm like, Dwayne, what the fuck are you talking about? Right, like this, like whoever said it's just a dumb statement to make. Um, you know, now someone's gonna be like, "Oh, well, uh, two years ago there was a guy in Lake Erie who had electric motor and, and he got electrocuted." It's just like, uh, okay, all right, so yeah, actually, but, there probably wasn't. 
Well, I mean, given some of the shit that happens at Lake Erie, well, it would not surprise me. But that was probably the guy who laid across it with his feet in the water with a butter knife. It's yeah. It's a really dumb thing to say. I you, I, you know I I qualify this every fucking time. But if Biden said this, Fox News would be playing it out of loop. Yeah, I mean, I and I, I, I hate the I, I, I hate the whataboutisms. I, right, but I mean, so just don't do it. We don't need well, that. like I, I it stands alone fine. That that's a moronic statement. We don't even need to go to the what whataboutisms, right? We don't need to, but I do. Okay. All right. So you brought a story to my attention about a Delaware State Trooper, and um, if you, you want to lay the groundwork, you want me to. Well, we don't have names uh, because the victim is a 15-year-old boy, and it's a state trooper in Delaware. So that I, as far as I've, the last I've seen, they have not released the names of either the victim or uh, the state trooper. Um, but essentially what happened, the kid and his couple buddies, they were playing Ding Dong Ditch, or apparently it's called Ding Ding Dong Dixie? I don't know. I've I never heard, heard of that. that. Uh, but in the news report, the woman referred to it as that. But anyway, you know, you go up, you ring the doorbell, you run away real quick, and people, well, what the fuck? Well, they did it on a ring camera, and at the house with the ring camera, it was the home of a state trooper, state trooper and his partner. So I'm get they don't say this, but I'm assuming state trooper saw it on his phone because it was a ring right. doorbell. I'm sure you're right. And they make a beeline to where they think these kids might be. They track them down. They arrest the kids, and then the one kid who's the victim here that the story is about Cop beats the shit out of the kid. I mean, when I say beat, he broke his orbital bone of a 15-year-old kid that was in handcuffs, right? Now, I'm going to point out something. The kid was white, yeah, right? And we don't know who the state trooper was. We don't know race, anything like that. But this, and the reason why I bring that up is because that don't make a difference. You, like, you have a state trooper that handcuffed a kid and broke his face over ringing a doorbell. If he would have put him in cuffs and yelled at him and said, what are you doing? You know, I would have gone, I get it. First of all, 15-year-old put him in handcuffs, throwing him in the back of the car over ringing a doorbell, right, is too much. That's excessive. But. But I wouldn't say. Right. But, okay, fine. All right. Maybe you teach him a little scared straight. Fine. Right. But you put him in handcuffs. Then you beat him. If that's an adult. Right. That's, that's right. ridiculous. But you did that to a 15-year-old kid? Like, what type of coward are you? What the fuck is exactly, wrong with you? Exactly. That you're going to handcuff a fucking child. Kid's not old enough to drive a car and then pound his fucking face with your fist. And people look it up because you, you showed me the video. The video, the poor kid's face. I, I, I just, I, I was so disgusted. You know, and, and like, this should have national attention. The state of Delaware should be on its at. Like, they should be going... After these state troopers, now the good thing is, state trooper has been arrested or now sorry, I'm sorry, has been suspended. Listen, this is how they caught him. He went to go turn his camera off. Apparently, couldn't figure that out, and they just looked on his camera, right? So they're just like, look, based based off of uh, you know body cam footage, we uh, we suspended him, right? And it's just like, okay, you got a 15-year-old with a broken face saying that he got his ass beat by your state trooper while he was in handcuffs over ringing a fucking doorbell, and you have video evidence of it, and he gets suspended? And, and, and see, here's the thing. Black community has been dealing with this for decades, but no body cams, no social media. Media don't give a fuck. 
Nobody. Nothing. And get it, the cops have gotten away with way worse in inner cities and in black communities for decades, right? Which is why when something happens now, they lose their shit. We lose our shit because it's like we, like we don't say anything, it keeps happening. We report it, it happens more, right? We get the media involved, it still happens, right? We try the Martin Luther King thing where we walk and we march and guess what? It still happens, Right, so then people, and I'm not justifying, but people absolutely get to a tipping point where they snap and they break and they lose all common fucking sense because you know what? If I back you into a corner and I beat you and I, well, not you specifically, but I Thank beat you. people around you and you see it time and time again, you're like, it's only a matter of time before it, com- before it comes to me and something's right. got to change. And if you're, and I, I don't know this kid's socio socioeconomic background, I got the sense it was kind of an affluent Suburb? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't just, know. I, middle okay. class sure. seems... Either way. But if that was happening in your neighborhood every day, in middle class, wherever, you would have the same attitude towards the police that you're yelling at the TV about the black people. Now, that attitude the difference the is here, right? Like, I mean, this happened at the end of August, right? And so we're, in, we're at the end of September. The officer was just... This, you know, the news story came out, like, this week. Officer was suspended this week. You know, what the fuck took so long? Right. Right. For the officer to get suspended, maybe it has something to do with the body cam footage reviewing it, and I don't whatever. know. Whatever. But it, one, it shouldn't have taken that long. But okay, fine. It took a month. Um, he's been suspended, and now what? Now, you know, my thing here is I think that any group that has come out in the last decade talking about police violence and police misconduct. You know, I, I don't want to use Black Lives Matter, but some of these other organizations, because I, I was never a fan of Black Lives Matter for any number of reasons. But all these different advocacy groups need to be in Delaware. Just because the kid is white doesn't mean that you should, like, they, and maybe they are, and if they are, I'm not seeing it, I'm not hearing it. But this is the type of thing that I don't care about the, because this, I've been saying this for at least a decade now. What they do in the inner cities at some point is going to start to leak into the suburbs because you have a lot of officers who start in the inner city, right, get run down, and then where do they go? They go out to the suburbs, and they take that shit with them, right? It's the high adrenaline, oh, motherfucker blew a stop sign, I'm going to fucking rev my engine to fucking 90 and go get him and give him a ticket, and then if he says a thing in me, I'm going to beat the shit out of him because I'm the law. Right. Right? They take he will the, respect my authority. Right? Like, it's, oh, you don't know, they might have a gun. I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Like, they lose their sure. fucking minds, and that's how they act in the inner cities. Everybody's, oh, it's fine with it. Those crazy black people are fucking lawless. That's how you have to act. But then those guys, those same guys in those neighborhoods, they go out to the suburbs. Right? And they can't turn it off. It's not a switch. I don't care what anybody tells you. They cannot turn this shit off. They lose their shit. Right? Then it starts out, it's, it's one like, oh, well, that was unfortunate. Oh, but we got him. Right? And you hope that maybe they arrest this officer, that they suspend this officer, he faces charges, and he is properly punished, and everybody learns their lessons, and no other cops lose their shit in, you know, with, with the Delaware State Police or any other police in the area. But the reality is you're going to get more and more officers that are going from the inner cities out to the suburbs. They're going to take those same attitudes and those same, this, the, that same way that they acted in the inner city out to the suburbs. And then you're going to start to see how this shit works. And then all of a sudden, right, 5, 10, 15 years from now, it's like, what the fuck happened? What is wrong? These police are so bad. This is so bad. I can't live like this. Right? It's right? like we fucking told you. 
Like, there are plenty of black people who do a ton of terrible shit, and they should be held accountable, and some of the laws don't necessarily punish the crime the right way. Okay, fine. But a lot of that is born because of this this amazing canyon of a gap between trust, between the people and the police, because of the police behavior. Right? You are the police. You have the ability to take people's freedom. You have ability to take people's lives. You need to be the bigger person. You need to be the person that de-escalates. You need to be the person that people can rely on as a, a, a safe and steady force, not an abusive occupying power. Right. And that's what a lot of police are in these inner cities. Some of them are trying to change. Cleveland's trying to change. You've got some issues with the old school and new school clashing. They're trying. Some of these places are trying. Other places are not. They're, they're, they're giving lip service in fucking in, in press conferences, but ultimately they're doing it's, it's SOP, standard operating procedure, right? And eventually it's going to spill out. We see it here, right? Yeah. We saw, we, a couple years ago, we talked about that dude in Arizona, that white guy in the hotel, shot in the hotel yeah. that they shot in the hotel for nothing. And everyone's, you know, it, it just amazes me, right? It's frust- I'm frustrated by two groups. I'm frustrated by like, like white people, you should be pissed about this. Yeah, that could be you. That could be your son. That could be your brother. That could be your uncle. Also, you black activists, right? Like who are so pissed about it when it happens in the inner city. Where the fuck are you for all these other people? Because the reality is, like, it's that's also bad. Because if they're not afraid to fucking kill white people the way they're afraid to kill you, then it ain't gonna get better for you. <laughs> and, and back back to wrap it up, they rang a doorbell and ran. Yeah, it's not like you. I mean, if if they would have kicked the guy's dog. <laughs> Well, he, they actually, they didn't even ring the door. He ran up and he kicked the door. He okay. ran up, kicked the door, but okay, simple, okay. whatever. Right? Didn't, probably didn't, maybe left a footprint on the door. Right? Maybe. Yeah. So you go and you put him in handcuffs and you beat the shit out of him, break his face? And you, another point you made. You can't use the, he might have had a gun thing. He was in fucking handcuffs. Right. I mean, there's no, there's no, you know, chase him down, struggle, fight ensues. There's no argument whatsoever. This is as black and white as it gets but um it yeah, is... a, and there was a video I, I i stopped it there was another video where they had the kid on the ground and the kid's screaming for his mom oh geez right and it just it, it like again and i hate to use that but as a dad you hear a kid screaming for their parents and you just you want to rip everything apart to get to your kid and he wasn't even mine right and, you know, like, the rage was building up inside. Like, get, he is a fucking child. Yeah. Right? He didn't kill anybody. He didn't shoot anybody. He didn't try to rob you. The kid kicked the door. He did a dumb fucking prank that they, that they do, that right. been doing for a hundred fucking years. It's stupid. We didn't do it because just we're like, we're just, I'm too fucking tired for practice to do all that shit. And, but come on. And, and when we were watching the video together, uh, the reporter said... Should the officer, other officer involved be uh, suspended for not intervening? And you and I simultaneously went, yes. Yes. <laughs> what do you hey, mean? Hey, partner, please stop beating the shit out of this 15-year-old child. You know, and, and that's, I, I'm, that's maybe, it's not worse than beating the kid. No, it's But not. it's on the same plane because it's just like, so you mean to tell me you're perfectly fine with a grown man beating a kid in handcuffs in the back of a car. I don't, there's no reason for it. There is no acceptable reason, right? I don't care what the kid did. He is handcuffed in the back of a police car and your partner, uh, associate, co-worker, co-worker 
is beating him and you're like, yeah, that's, that's, this is fine. Everything is fine. Right? Like, that guy got to go too. Yeah, I agree. How are we doing on time? Because I know you've got a deadline and I don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. Okay. We are at Whiskey Con. Well, hold on, hold on. I do want to say, so Philadelphia. Okay. Um, riots broke out. Robberies broke out. Um, you had an officer who was, uh, they ended up not bringing charges in shooting death of, of uh, uh, I forget the guy's, the, the victim's name. Um, look, it was, it was not a great case. Um, you know, like the, the victim there, uh, th- there was a lot wrong here. Um, and, you know, the reaction Philly, the riots, the, you know, they broke into the Apple store, robbed right. the Apple store, and then they were like, oh, my God, all these phones are, you know, have trackers on them. So then they destroyed all the phones on camera with the phone, and then they posted the video of them. Like, that type of shit, like, that, what causes that, right, what gets you to that point where people, you know, are so angry is the bad policing we were talking about. But that doesn't make it acceptable. That doesn't, that doesn't, like, in where, where I get frustrated are the people, you know, your black thought leaders that will either not say anything about this or they will make excuses for it. Like, well, I mean, the policing in Philly has been so bad. Like, these people were just so fed up. I, like, that part I get. I'm sure you were. But, like, I don't get angry and, and like, I, I, like, I've been mad at an Apple store and I've never <laughs> lost my shit and just started stealing shit. Right. Well, I'm gonna throw a brick through the window and steal all these iPads. Right. Like that's that that's not acceptable. Um, those people need to be arrested. They need to be held to account. Um, you know, like that sort. That's the sort of thing that you that needs to not happen. And when it does happen, it needs to be called out for what it is. And you can't just sit there and ignore it because the people look like you, and you feel that well, white people say bad things about black people, so we're not gonna say anything bad. Like, you need to call that shit out. You need to get to the root cause of it. And, like, we have to work so it doesn't happen. Because I don't even, like, aside from, like, think about how many lives are probably fucking ruined because of this. They arrested 50-some-odd people. Some of them were children. They're not going to go easy on them in the court. And they shouldn't go easy on them. Uh, And for what? Right? For what? Like if you want to go out there and protest, that you're not going to use. right? Like you, you want to go out there and protest. You want to get pissed about it. Like okay, fine, right? But you go in, you start breaking windows and start stealing things from from stores and businesses that have nothing to do with what happened, right? right. Like you want to talk, you want to talk about white supremacy, racism. Apple had nothing to do with that officer shooting that guy, right? Nothing to do with it. The stores, the windows that you broke had nothing to do with what you're out there for, allegedly. And I have to throw it out there because I find it hard to believe that you're worried about that you're you're so worried about police misconduct and police violence that you're going to rob people. Right? Right. And it also hurts your community because when stores start pulling out of your city malls, it hurts your it's your community and you're robbing those stores. So that hurts your because those some of those people may, if they're small businesses, they may live in your community. Right. 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 I mean, there, this is a mall, so it's probably not a, a lot of small businesses. But there are people. It was just a mall. Oh, it was just a mall. No. Oh, okay. That's all. That's all I saw with the video. Okay. All right. Well, are we ready? Yeah. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever, and uh, Threads. We're done. <laughs>